Welcome to the First Comics News Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to a bonus episode. Uh, last episode, I had mentioned in the notes that I was going to talk about the Justice League trailer, Snyder Cut. Uh, but at the end of the episode, I wound up just touching base on it briefly. So I wound up getting a message from a listener, Tony, uh, asking for a little bit more detail on my thoughts about the trailer. Um, so <clears throat> consider this a bonus episode. I have no new comic reviews today. Uh, I have the upcoming releases for Independence coming out. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to look at them yet. I'll get to those soon. But right now I want to talk about the trailer as well as a fascinating article that Vanity Fair magazine put out, which uh, really chronicled the behind the scenes of what happened, uh, why Snyder walked away, how it actually uh, came back into being, which is very, very interesting. A lot of good uh, things that have never been revealed before. But for the trailer... Uh, once I'm sure you've watched the trailer. It has something like 19 uh, million views on YouTube. Um, but I would encourage you to also look out one from uh, someone called Mebta, M-E-B-T-A. He does a comparison scene of the Zack Snyder trailer on the left uh, with the footage that was in the Whedon cut. Um, and it just shows how much footage is new uh, in this trailer. And the scenes that were done uh the the upgrade in special effects is just phenomenal um i mean my my big concern right off the bat here with this is the uh the the, the format of the video has been confirmed it's going to be uh, 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 we used to call it pan and scan but it's like the television size format now zach's talked about this uh how panels and comic books tend to be higher as opposed to longer, uh, wider, I guess you'd say, uh, to, develop, to deliver action scenes with more oomph. So you see people flying into the air, you see punches, people go up and down, um, very dynamic scenes that stretched wide aren't as effective. But in comic books, the taller version, because the page is obviously taller, uh, brings out that dynamic information better. So he's using this, uh, this format that's like the size of the old 4.3 uh, television screens as opposed to, what is it, 16.9 widescreen. Uh, so when you watch it on your high-def television, I'm sure by this point everybody has one, that there'll actually be black bars on the left and the right of the screen. Um, and at some point he hopes to release it in IMAX, which is uh, this format as well. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, I have dry throat today. Um, so I'm not sure about the format. I, I'm just so used to a widescreen format now. To, to go back to this is, uh, I'm not sure the right choice. But you know what? It's Snyder's Cut, so we're going to let it slide. Um, this, the new trailer starts off with the death of Superman. Um, I mean, God, you can actually see uh, his, his uniform, his, his outfit uh, in this chest area, torn open, a bloody mess. Uh, slow motion, you can see Superman crying out his death uh, scream is actually causing ripples in the air. Um, just fantastic. 
uh, just very, very cool appearance. DC comics movies tend to be darker as opposed to Marvel. And I don't mind it uh, as long as it makes sense. That That's the big thing. I don't want to see things just for the sake of seeing it. I want it to make sense uh, with the process. I appreciate DC being different than Marvel. Uh, the easiest thing for DC to do would be to completely ape the tone and release schedule of Marvel Comics movies. Uh, but they don't. They give us a different look at it. They, their plans for the Suicide Squad 2, the new Batman with Peterson, are completely different than what Marvel's doing. I think that's great. You don't have to, you don't have, to have one at the expense of the other. Uh, now, I'm a Marvel zombie. I've always been a Marvel fan going back to the, the early 80s uh, when I discovered comics. I thought they were such a, a big step above it. Uh, what DC was putting out at the time. I was gutted when John Byrne left uh, Marvel. He had done X-Men and Fantastic Four to reboot Marvel, uh, Superman. And at that time, I started buying Bat DC comics as well because that version of Superman, uh, the Batman year one, was so well done. I started to dabble in the DC as well. But I've always been a Marvel fan. I collect Marvel comics to this day. Uh, I can't make heads or tails out of a lot of what DC's doing comic-wise. Uh, but Marvel still sticks with me. I like the Fantastic Four. I like Spider-Man. But I I appreciate that there's DC Comics movies, that they're different, you know. Um, it's not a bad thing. Um, it looks like there's going to be a lot more backstory in this. I mean, they cut it down to, what, two hours for the Justice League weeding cut? This is... This is why I like the extended editions of The Lord of the Rings, and I like movies that can breathe, you know, WandaVision I appreciate because it's, there's room to breathe, there's, there's room to, to just, everything's not rushing through. And the fact that they released a two-hour Justice League to introduce three new heroes that were getting their own movies, uh, plus alternate reality, plus, a, a, it, it's just insane that they got it down to two hours and they cut so much out. Some of the things in this new Snyder trailer cut that you're going to see, uh, there's going to be more fleshed out Flash, Cyborg, um, you know, more of the alternate future, the Amazons. There's going to be so much more in this. I'm so glad they're doing the full four-hour, two-part uh, event. Um, they're going to actually explain how Princess Diana Wonder Woman uh, researched and found out about Apocalypse and Darkseid's arrival uh, instead of her just knowing uh, right off the bat after she saw the arrow lighting up the hall. Uh, Darkseid looks awesome here. Uh, Granny, goodness, uh, one of the craziest names in superhero uh, world. Uh, if you go back to the 80s, the Mr. Miracle series, uh, Big Bartha, uh, man, th uh, these characters, I believe, were all created by Jack Kirby. Um, and they show they're just insane uh, designs and insane character names. Uh, you know, more Amazonian special effects have been upgraded when you see... Uh, you know, some of the action scenes, they added a lot more uh, detail, a lot more collateral damage, uh, you know, the ground ripping. Uh, very important to give that, uh, you know, give the sense of scale to it. This movie was going to introduce Aquaman before the, the Aquaman movie. Uh, William Defoe is supposed to be back in it. Uh, they cut so much of this backstory out, the heartbeat of, of the story uh, just got ripped out. And it's absolutely amazing to me. Uh, that this 
I, I can't even tell you how disappointed I was in the Justice League movie. Um, when I saw it in the theater, that the weird humor, the th- he was so thirsty. She was so thirsty, uh, Lois Lane. Um, yeah, that weird Batman humor with the, the bad guy at the beginning. The, the total abandonment of the Flash scenes uh, where he rescues uh, Ira uh, from the car that's flipping over. That, just crazy, amazing shots that just weren't in the movie. Uh, the whole cyborg backstory. I mean, wow. The fact that they got this down to two, two hours is just a crime. I'm so happy that I'm going to have the full four-hour uh, experience. Hell, I'd, I'd settle for a six-hour uh, three-night extravaganza to flesh it out even more. I, I just... I hope this is a new trend coming to, to really revisit things that may not have worked the right way. Um, but a lot of it is is due to Zack Snyder and his perseverance and his passion for the characters, whether you appreciate what he does or not. Um, and of course, the infamous scene at the end here at the trailer, uh, the Joker, uh, Jay, Let, uh, Let, Jay Leto. Um, uh, it just, he does that, you know, we live in a society kind of meme thing from uh <clears throat> from the joker movie um but it's uh are the uh who who was it who played the oh my god um the older i get the worse i get with names heath ledger a uh, joker my son had to kind of explain that whole meme thing to me i'm completely out of it on that but uh that's newly filmed footage uh it looks like it's going to be in the alternate reality future where superman goes crazy and uh, takes over the world which, if you've played a lot of Injustice uh, 1 and 2, kind of gets switched around in my mind. Because I feel like I've seen a lot of this, where Superman really goes crazy. So the trailer looks phenomenal. It's coming in March. But Vanity Fair magazine put out a very interesting article uh, about the history of it. And how uh, Zack Snyder, first, I didn't realize he, he's been married three times. He's adopted quite a few kids. Uh, he, he just loves children. Um, he seems like a genuinely nice guy, uh, which is nuts for someone who makes these dark, dark movies. Um, but Autumn, uh, was a girl he adopted and she wound up killing herself at a very early age. And Zach tried to throw himself into the movie Justice League to kind of finish it. But it was, there was too much pressure from Warner Brothers to cut things, to cut items that he wanted to film, to... Uh, get the time run down. And finally, he just stepped away. He couldn't do it. He stepped away. They they said it was for personal reasons. Uh, you know, they said he hand-selected Josh Whedon to come in, which really wasn't true. Uh, but he just walked away from the thing. But the important thing is he took his laptop with him, and that had uh, all the footage he had filmed into a, about a rough four-hour cut of the movie. Um, and then word got out that he was going to keep this as kind of like a thing to show at parties, you know, for his friends every once in a while, what could have been. Um, but it's, but he had it on his, his laptop and, and word got out. I think the first I heard about it is when he showed it to Aquaman, uh, Jason Momoa. And he had said something about like, no, it ex- someone on Twitter said it doesn't exist. It's fantasy. And Jason Momoa said something like, I, I sat at his house and watched the complete thing. It's real. Uh, which is the first time I really realized that this was out there and could possibly see the light of day somewhere. Um, and it's just phenomenal that he just had that frame of mind to do it, that Warner Brothers let him uh, have the... 
I mean, it's just such a weird, weird story. So it, it's estimated Whedon rewrote and reshot about three quarters of Justice League. So he took this movie uh, that was pretty well done and completely rewrote and refilmed three quarters of it. Um, and right away from this article, people are saying Warner Brothers, as soon as they screened it, uh, let me get the quote here for you. Uh, so this is from a Warner Brothers studio executive who requested a nominee uh, for obvious reasons. Quote, when we got to see what Josh actually did, it was stupefying. The robber on the rooftop, so goofy and awful. The Russian family, so useless and pointless. Everyone knew it. It was so awkward because nobody wanted to admit what a piece of shit it was. End quote. Uh, I mean, I don't understand how movie making happens, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a process. It's unique. But the fact that Warner Brothers... when was completely caught off guard with the shift in tone and the weird humor of the weird digital editing of um, of the mustache that uh, Cavell had grown for the Mission Impossible movie. Um, it, it just it's just weird that they have this big money invested and they, you know, they're like, oh, finish filming it, and then he comes in with this all this new horrible footage in this weird movie, and that's the first time they actually realized what was happening. Um, just just insane. I mean, this is a, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of investment that nobody's watching or doing daily checks on uh, after all the issues. But, uh, so anyway, there was a release the Snyder Cut gained momentum online. And uh, they, they do a lot, a little bit of footage, uh, not footage, but a discussion in this Vanity Fair uh, about the fandom that built up around it, how sometimes it was, uh, it, w- it was a little bit... Um, uh, negative, you know, people, though know, the trolls, the what little percent of the trolls who wanted it kind of shot down everything else and they were really obnoxious, but it was a movement that I followed the whole time and it was amazing to see that I never thought Warner Brothers would do it because it would be admitting that they made a mistake and no company wants to say, yeah, we made a mistake, this was actually better. Uh, maybe 20 years later, they'll do a Blade Runner you know, or something, and a revision. But nobody wants to be called out that their job, they did a horrible job. And uh, so Warner Brothers started hearing this, so they came to Zack Snyder, and they actually, what they wanted to do initially, because HBO Max was launching, and that, you know, they, they have a lot of money uh, to get these subscriptions. And what they, Warner Brothers initially wanted to do was just release the, the raw footage on his laptop. Um, and, I mean, I guess... Warner Brothers saw it as a way to get the internet off their back. Uh, you know, we could get rid of this, you know, free the Snyder Cut. We'll just put up the raw footage so people can see it as a special event. Uh, and then they could be the good guys and say, hey, you know, we did all right by Snyder. We, we let him do his vision. Um, and then if it wasn't good, because, you know, it wasn't complete yet, he was still had things to film, it wouldn't flow right. So it'd be kind of like the thing, you know, well, we, yeah, yeah, we were right. See, it wasn't a great movie. So he said, nope, nope. Uh, the only thing he wanted to do, or he'd agree to release it, which is weird because he doesn't own the footage, uh, but Warner Brothers was smart. You know, they didn't get caught up in the, you know, we're the boss, we know what's best. Uh, he, he asked for $70 million to finish the film. Uh, HBO Max would get four hours of, of a movie event that people will subscribe to because, believe me, you do not want to get this on some stupid European torrent thing. You, you want to pay the 15 bucks to get HBO Max. Watch it in uh, HDR 4K. 
he's not even getting paid uh, for, for finishing this movie and doing all the reshoots and everything. He, he waived all that, just said, give me the money to film, uh, film the ending, uh, you know, complete the movie the way, way I want to do it, <clears throat> and uh, we'll go from there. And the article has a lot of things about the actor's relief when he came back, how sad they were when he left, and the change of tone and the change of direction. Uh, but like Fisher, who played Cyborg, who sued Warner Brothers over the mistreatment of, by Josh Whedon, who's now been revealed to be just a horrible human being, uh, which which gets me because I believe he did Firefly. Uh, but there was a show he did, Angel, uh, where there was like a young girl, 15 or 16, that there was standing orders he was not to be alone with her, which is just it just absolutely horrifying. Um, still gets work, uh, which is bizarre to me. But uh, just, I mean... The, the actors in this, everyone comes out and says, God, we're so happy to finish this movie that, you know, to finish this with Zach, you know, he's a great guy. We're good friends. Uh, just him with Momoa and, uh, Henry Carvel, uh, you know, um, you know, Wonder Woman actress, uh, they all love him. Uh, you know, they, 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 they wanted to do this for him to complete his vision. They know he, he had, you know, the, the problem with his daughter, um, the tragedy, if you will, and they all stepped up to the plate, and he waived his his fee, his you know his income. He's donating a lot of money uh, to uh, you know suicide prevention, uh, mental health initiatives. I mean, he's he's filmed so much new footage with with the actors and actresses. They all seem to love him, and they're all excited about finishing this vision. Uh, Gail got it. That Jesus, why the hell can I remember Wonder Woman's name? Uh, who really, Zach discovered her, uh, cast her as Wonder Woman. People were not too happy with that, if you remember. Gave her her shot, and now she's a, 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 an international superstar. Uh, completely changed her life for someone who was rumored to um, to be given up acting because she wasn't making progress before she was cast as Wonder Woman. And she's another uh, actor who had a negative experience with Whedon, which she had actually reported uh, to the higher-ups. Um, I mean, she's got nothing to gain by this. Uh, just insane. So they're coming back together. This Vanity Fair article, it's free to read. Go on VanityFair.com. It's like the, the featured article. Read the whole thing. It's worth it. The Snyder Cut will be referenced in years to come as, as a major turning point in uh, superhero cinema, uh, in general cinema. The fact that they, they took something that was a mistake and fixed it. I mean, how many movies, you know, uh, you know, science fiction, fantasy, horror movies, you hear about they failed, and then you're talking with people like, yeah, the, the studio took it from me, they cut out, you know, 45 minutes, and, and, and it, they put it out, and it wasn't great. This is a chance for people to revisit those movies and redo them, and put them out on a streaming service, and fix the mistakes. I mean, people shat all over George Lucas for tweaking his movies, they feel like it's once it's released, it's untouchable. But that's not the way art is. Uh, Picasso, uh, all the, these famous painters and stuff—they painted over other work. They they did corrections. They they painted. They updated. And that's what George was trying to say. Now, the problem with George is he made a couple stupid mistakes, mainly having Han shoot first uh, and walking on Jabba's tail. Otherwise. The, the changes he made were so much better, I felt, to, to the movie. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back, where they opened up the windows now that they could show ships flying in the background, uh, improved Wampa effects, 
uh, I love it. I do. I think that the original should still be available. Um, that, again, George went the other way and said, no, my this new version will be the only one. But I think a classic version and then the newest version would be fine. I mean, you're doubling the money, uh, for God's sakes. But I, I don't mind because it, it's the new way that films are being done that, you know, if you release it and, and the common consensus is, yeah, this was good, but this kind of story kind of plot kind of fell apart here and this there's this issue why wouldn't you go back you know the movie's out of the theaters it wasn't highly go back tweak it trim it fix it release it on a streaming service get eyes on it maybe redeem it maybe make it into something that's going to be evergreen you know making money for years um i think it's a very interesting time i think we'll look back on this and, and this could be a turning point in uh in cinema that really it, it could be accepted that uh, you could go back and make wide-scale changes to an already-released film to improve it. That Justice League movie was not good. It, it should not be the canon one. That should be the outlier. And the Snyder Cut, from all everything I've heard and read so far, should be the version of Justice League that's in the cinematic universe. Uh, but they got some more stuff coming. They got the Flashpoint. They got, they're doing so many interesting things with uh, their movies. Uh, bringing back uh, Michael Keaton as Batman the multiverse, all kinds of cool things. So this is just the tip of the iceberg, but I cannot wait. I will sit down the day it's released, put on HBO Max, and watch it and enjoy it. And I hope everyone goes in with a with a fresh, open mind. You know, it, it's not the end of the world. We're not doing, you know, the cure for COVID, our medical research, our documenting, you know, historical artifact finds. This is superhero movie entertainment. And we got a second chance to get it and do it right. And I hope, you, I hope, I hope it succeeds. I want to see more of this. You know, I would love to see a, a Tim Burton Batman, uh, you know, with some, some of the scenes they cut out, especially the second one. Uh, the, you know, I, I just, I don't mind revisiting these things with extra scenes and things. I, I, it's just such an exciting time to be a comic book fan and a, a, a fan of comic book movies in general. Marvel is you know, they got everything figured out five years in advance. Everything is smooth. Uh, you know, very, it feels like, you know, you blink 182 kind of punk rock music. And then DC is more of the, the rough and tumble germs and dead Kennedys music, you know, uh, Gigi Allen at its worst, you know, some of those movies at its worst, but they seem like you just don't know what you're going to get. You go to a Marvel uh, movie, you know, it's going to flow. It's going to tie in with the other movies. There's going to be Easter eggs. It's going to be, you know, passed over seven times to make sure everything's perfect. You walk into a DC movie and you're just like, this could just be the worst thing, or it could just be someone else's vision, or it could be a, a, a work of art. And it's kind of exciting when you go in and see that, uh, and it has that kind of anticipation. So there's room for both of them. I will go to all of them. I remember going to the X-Men, the first one back in the day, uh, and I was so excited that they actually made a good comic book movie. Uh, that, and then Spider-Man... Uh, at, there was a time for a couple of years where I went with a group of friends to see every superhero movie released. Um, it was easy. There's one or t maybe two a year at the most. And now there's just so many. I think two years ago, there was something like nine or ten. We just couldn't do it. That um, the independent ones, the Marvel, the DC. Uh, now TV, streaming, Invincible. Uh, it's just insane. The, the cupeth runneth over. Uh, I'm glad I'm old enough. I'm not really usually glad when I'm old, but I'm glad I'm old enough to remember the dark times so I can really appreciate this. Uh, my son, 
Uh, he does the podcast uh, Nerd Stop, Discussions Without Repercussions. He's young enough that he doesn't remember a time where there wasn't great Marvel movies, where there wasn't a, a, you know streaming services and on-demand. I'm old enough to remember the original Batman buying it on VHS. Uh, it was $20. It was huge. It was a big deal for, for video stores who were angry because they used to release new movies at $80 uh, so they could get the rentals. But this was one of the first major films. Day one was available for purchase. I pre-ordered it at Major Video. Uh, I pre-ordered Batman and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And Batman was on loop on my VHS machine in my bedroom. It, it stopped. I rewind it. Took about two minutes. Hit play again and watched it through. Uh, the fact that now everything's on demand and we get these, this plethora of, of great movies is just exciting. And I hope everyone does appreciate what we're sitting through and what we're seeing in cinema and with streaming services. So that's it. I'll be back uh, probably later this week. Uh, with a look at some of the comics coming out this week, and there's a couple good ones, uh, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. But thanks for tuning into this episode. Thank you for listening to the First Comics News podcast. Visit firstcomicsnews.com for all your comic news. Email us at firstcomicsnewspodcast at gmail.com.